Welcome everyone, we're about to begin this is Hashem Feedback and Insights Shear number 111. We're going to start to talk today about the various forms of intimacy. You know, it's numbered different ways in different places. Um, we're going to talk about, I think, believe six of them. And these forms of intimacy are all crucial to a healthy marriage. And what happens a lot in marriage as kids come and there's less time for a couple, for a, a, a mother and father, for a husband and wife to go on their dates, or even the physical intimacy gets affected by it, or just hanging out together um, because of all the responsibilities that come about. And what happens is, is before you know it, they both get involved only talking about mundane matters, about little fights, about toilet paper and dirty clothing and and they become big fights about happiness and not understanding each other. And uh, they start having second thoughts about what this is all about and so on and so forth. All very normal in marriage. And what happens very often is is we have this happily ever after mentality that's not just coming from the culture where they have very unrealistic expectations, but even with our own idealism, which is a healthy thing. You know, we get married, the Sheva Brachas, and we have this idealistic approach, which is a healthy approach, that we, we have a potential of a marriage being, building a bias never be Yisrael, of being best friends, of being reyim ahuvim. And this idealism is a healthy idealism. But the problem very often is, is when we have that vision of the idealistic aspects of what marriage should be like, many of us, subconsciously at least, get to thinking that marriage would take care of itself. As long as we love each other, how hard could it be married to the same person for the rest of our lives when we love each other? And the reason why most people get thrown off course is because they're not prepared in understanding the realities of marriage. And that does not mean you're cynical about it, just to understand that being married requires a lot of hard work, harder than you anticipated. It requires a lot of challenges. Now, some people should really realize this when they see their own parents' marriages and see the bumps in the road there. They'll, they'll recognize that marriage doesn't automatically happen by itself. And one needs to be aware of those things. One of those things is, is to understand that your husband or wife is not going to handle life the same way that you handle life. Because the both of you had different upbringings, you do different views in marriage, you view things differently, your communication styles are not the same, the way you show affection is different, and every, every family has a certain type of dysfunction. What I mean dysfunction is that even if families are functioning relatively okay, every family has certain levels of dysfunction, just by the very fact that you're human beings. It's part of the equation. We have flaws, and we have different types of flaws. So we're sort of like blind to our own flaws or our own family's flaws, while when your spouse comes in the picture and you notice their family or them, there you see the flaws. By yourself, you don't see it. And that is something that is something to get used to, to realize that they're going to handle things differently, but it's not necessarily better than your own. And we talked about when we went through in various previous feedbacks from the book Inner Marriage by Miriam Castle to also explain that even though there is the concept of marriage to be to mamish be one, souls connecting, 
But nevertheless, there's an aspect of it that you're still two individual people. And the two-ness, the fact that you're different, which really paradoxically could create the greatest oneness, but until you work through that, this individuality between a husband and wife that they're different people could create a certain normal source of friction. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made that by design for the benefit of, a, of, of, of us, that marriage is about learning to build a life with another human being. And it's a journey. It's a journey to find that unity. It's a journey in loving someone through different seasons of life. And not just the fun ones, but even the more difficult ones. So that's one challenge that people need to just accept and understand, is that your husband or wife will handle things differently than you do. Another challenge is with marriage is that it doesn't come with a manual. There's no manual. Now the truth be told is there is a proper hachana that we talked about that really should be a three-step program. We talked about in the past, you have from even ninth grade on, you have the ability to be mechanech, both the both on the boy girl boys and the girls through high school years and through base medrash and seminary years in a formalized way on preparing for marriage, even at that young age, because a lot of it is being Adam Lachaveira Hashkafis. And there's many, of course, the physical intimate aspects between husband and wife, that type of stuff you talk about much closer in when they're Hasanim, Kalis, and so on. But so many aspects of marriage and dynamics and talking about how their parents interact and mothers and fathers and challenges of marriage, all these things through the years as a whole curriculum, if they start from ninth grade on, would prepare them much healthier for marriage. And then again, the Chassan and Kala teaches as well, Baruch Hashem, it got a lot better and they're growing in teaching in healthy, great ways. And then the third step, which we talked about, is to try to get couples that are already married for a few months, four months, six months, however it is, to come back to courses with either Chassan Kala teachers separately or maybe collectively with a couple coming there in a more private, mature setting where they go back and readdress certain aspects of marriage in the intimate life, which is hard to discuss openly in a more explicit way as a chassan and kala, but now that they're married and they experience physical intimacy to a certain degree, they could go back and then go through the normal, reasonable understanding of what the physical intimate acts are about and differences in hormones and the differences in moods and the, and, and, and techniques and, and advice. And that, I believe, can save thousands upon thousands upon thousands of marriages. When you have that information and that knowledge, you won't think things personally because you'll realize it's part of their different natures and so on and so forth. So there is a concept of achana. There is a concept of preparation. But even with all that, let's say even if you have all that preparation, bottom line is, is there are parts of marriage that ultimately the only way to experience it is when you're experiencing it. That no matter how much achana you have, it's the real life situations that will create, it's like a work in progress, right? So, so in other words, there are times when you, in the real world now, you had that training, but the training it will give you the tools, but nevertheless, it's not the same that when you're experiencing right now in real life. So very often, that's also a challenge where in order to experience marriage, you'd have to go through it, you know, the way it is. So that is very 
important to understand. And that is also a challenge that one needs to realize it's a work in progress as you're going through marriage itself. So, for example, if you have parents that were not affectionate with the, in front of the children, meaning in front of you growing up, we're not talking about physical. We, we talk separately. There's separate sugyas on how physically affectionate you should be in front of your kids. But even just the verbal affection, the warm words affection, that is required and healthy. But if your parents never had that between themselves, if they never showed verbal affection or respect to one another, you may not know what uh, the marriage is supposed to look like. So when you all of a sudden you marry a husband or a wife and they're asking you to become more affectionate, you, you, where they want you to touch them more. I mean, I'm talking about not, not even necessarily sexually. So, you know, it becomes strange to you because you grew up in a house where you saw your parents did not act this way. They were not affectionate. And, and you did not see it. And now your spouse wants you to behave that way. So that's a little bit of a challenge to realize, to reframe what's needed. Sometimes you may have seen with your own parents that they may have just tolerated each other for the sake of the kids. And they were good roommates, excellent roommates, or not so excellent roommates, but nothing more than that. They put the kids first, and they don't know how, they had no clue how to put their spouse first. Your mother did not put your father first. Your father did not put your mother first. Or it could be your parents were divorced, or, or even if they're not, not, and they're married, but they didn't have, you didn't see that normal, healthy connection between the two. And now that you're married now, and your, your, your wife or your husband needs this, and you, you, you need to learn how to act, or you may not know how to be vulnerable. Right, you may choose that normally. If you're nervous about something, you'll f- either fight or you'll flee. You, you, those two responses. Either you'll, if you come up with a challenge that your husband and wife has challenged you with, either you'll fight with them or you'll run away and withdraw. And neither um, of those are healthy. It's the healthy interaction. If you were raised, let's say you never saw interactions between husband and wife in a healthy way between your mother and father. So that's also a challenge. So uh, that 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 you you know it doesn't come with a manual despite the fact that we said that achanas do help, but ultimately, that's something that you need to learn on the job as well. And another thing that's challenging to marriages is that you have to fight against comparison. Comparisons are real, and it steals the joy when it comes to your marriage. It could be when people are on Facebook or Instagram, and they post fabulous dates or vacations, that, you know, as a married couple and where you see a couple out on a date and they look like they're having so much fun while the two of you are struggling even to have a conversation or you see you're at work and your coworker is talking very warmly to their husband or wife over the phone and you think to yourself, my wife, my husband doesn't talk to me like that. And it's easy to think that everyone else has the perfect marriage and that you will feel frustrated and defeated when the two of you are struggling. And I want to tell you something, that with all the feedbacks, this is called feedback, with all the feedbacks that I got, one of the main nakudas that I got from people telling me, they told me as follows, that until I heard these shiurim, I thought I was mamish alone in the world, that I am the only one that had these issues. I'm the only one that had these problems. And then when we started talking about it in the Shalom Bayes of the main numeric ones and the feedback ones about all these different types of scenarios and issues and challenges that come up, they 
said that they are so relieved, not that they want to see other people suffer, that's not the idea. The idea being, though, is that they're not alone in this. So you think, again, very often externally, a couple looks beautiful, fine, warm, loving, and it would be, you know, to know what's going on inside the regular struggles, people hide it. It's natural. People are personal. You know, there's no mitzvah to share things to the world about your private life. Only if there's a tayeles to help a marriage, that's a separate issue. But other than that, you know, it's it's private, it's meant to be private. But And that's a good thing. But on the other hand, because it's that way, very often normal problems that plague all of us are hidden. So therefore, when you experience it in your marriage, you think you're the only one experiencing it. So this is why you need to get rid of comparisons in general, because you really don't know what's going on in someone else's world. Everyone has more or less different range of universal problems. And that's important to understand. Another challenge in marriages is that you may fall into being roommates. Because again, the default position of marriages is to drift apart. And when people, couples get married, especially if they had this infatuation period and that passion, they don't think, they, they don't think that that passion will disappear. They think that that's the way it will be the rest of their lives. And, but there's a point where that normally goes away and then they'll look at their spouse, husband or wife, and say, you may be an incredible parent, but I'm not attracted to you anymore. And that is normal. And what happens is, unfortunately, you get into this, what we call roommate syndrome, which is very common. It usually happens after you have some kids or a career change or so on. So therefore, it's important when we talk about these pillars, these these yesidas of intimacy, is to break that room, roommate syndrome, because by doing that, it could lead Khalila to people straying or getting divorced, and it starts off by that drifting off. You may find yourself in marriages in this roommate syndrome, and when you're in that matziv, it's easy to feel dissatisfied and to try to look for something else in unhealthy ways. And when does it happen when you're not intentional about your marriage? When you're not investing the time and energy and resources in the relationship. And it's, again, we could be done the kavschus because there's a lot of stresses in life, a lot of situations in life that could cause this. Another challenge that happens in marriages is that it doesn't look like it is in the movies. People who are exposed to Hollywood fairy tales and movies, you have to realize something that um, you have, it's it's brought down as, you know, when you see the credits in movies, that you have, on average, 276 people involved in making a movie happen. So if 276 people would help you pick your words the way you talk to your spouse and fluff your pillows and clean your room and getting your makeup on and getting your clothes picked out for you, then, of course, marriage would be a lot easier. Couples don't have 276 people helping them out to get their love story figured out. It's not a script. In Hollywood, those 276 people dress them up to the T, put them in the most beautiful room, figure out the words that trigger the right words and, and the atmosphere to create that feeling. A couple does not have that luxury of those 276 people around them. And that's a very unrealistic expectation. So again, the aside of this feedback, and we're going to go, Bez Hashem, in future feedbacks discussing real intimacy, what it is, different forms of intimacy, how to connect in order to avoid the issues that come up with these challenges we just mentioned. Challenge number one is 
is to realize that your spouse is going to handle life differently. Challenge number two is, is to realize that you could have hachonas and training, which is very, very crucial, but it doesn't come with a manual and you have to learn on the job and that's normal and healthy. Challenge number three is that you'll have to fight against comparisons. Challenge number four is you may fall into being roommates and drift apart that way. You need to be intentional in order to fight that. And challenge number five is to understand that marriage doesn't look like the movies look for those who have that, or even it doesn't look like your demyoinos. And as much as the idealism is there and you don't need to be cynical about things, cholila, but you need to be realistic about things, but positive reality. Yeah, Kaddish Baruch Hu help that these future feedbacks that we're going to talk about, these various forms of intimacy, will help heal marriages in very practical ways. We're trying to give as much practical advice as possible in order to get marriages um, very um, vibrant and to avoid the drifting apart, to avoid the roommate syndrome, to enhance it, to be mechadish yourselves day in and day out, to have that beautiful marriage they all hope for and aspire to. Bracha and